Welcome to the Daily Walk Podcast, brought to you by Walk Through the Bible. The Daily Walk Podcast is a daily devotional that will guide you on a life-changing journey through the Bible in one year. Join us every day to hear the entire Bible in a year, alongside a daily devotional thought that will help bring God's Word alive for you. Today's Daily Walk devotion comes from Job chapters 32 through 34. Job's three comfortless counselors fall silent at last, their arguments exhausted, with Job no nearer a solution to his suffering. Enter Elihu, a younger contemporary of Eliphaz, Bildad, and Zophar, to offer his counsel. He begins by analyzing Job's response to his suffering, and Job's insistence that God provide answers to his questions. Elihu points out that the sovereign's actions are often educational, not merely disciplinary, in the life of his subjects. Using many quotes from Job's previous responses, Elihu gives a lengthy defense of God's dealings with humans. He concludes in Job chapter 34 verse 12, It is unthinkable that God would do wrong, that the Almighty would pervert justice. Now let's listen to Job chapters 32 through 34. Job 32 So these three men stopped answering Job because he was righteous in his own eyes. But Elihu son of Barakel the Buzite, of the family of Ram, became very angry with Job for justifying himself rather than God. He was also angry with the three friends because they had found no way to refute Job and yet had condemned him. Now Elihu had waited before speaking to Job because they were older than he. But when he saw that the three men had nothing more to say, his anger was aroused. So Elihu son of Barakel the Buzite, said, I am young in years, and you are old. That is why I was fearful, not daring to tell you what I know. I thought age should speak, advanced years should teach wisdom. But it is the spirit in a person, the breath of the Almighty, that gives them understanding. It is not only the old who are wise, not only the aged who understand what is right. Therefore I say, listen to me. I too will tell you what I know. I waited while you spoke. I listened to your reasoning. While you were searching for words, I gave you my full attention. But not one of you has proved Job wrong. None of you has answered his arguments. Do not say we have found wisdom. Let God, not a man, refute him. But Job has not marshaled his words against me, and I will not answer him with your arguments. They are dismayed and have no more to say. Words have failed them. Must I wait, now that they are silent, now that they stand there with no reply? I too will have my say, I too will tell what I know. For I am full of words, and the spirit within me compels me. Inside I am like bottled up wine, like new wine skins ready to burst. I must speak and find relief, I must open my lips and reply. I will show no partiality, nor will I flatter anyone. For if I was skilled in flattery, my Maker would soon take me away. Job 33 But now, Job, listen to my words. Pay attention to everything I say. I'm about to open my mouth. My words are on the tip of my tongue. My words come from an upright heart. My lips sincerely speak what I know. The Spirit of God has made me. The breath of the Almighty gives me life. Answer me then if you can. Stand up and argue your case before me. 
I am the same as you in God's sight. I too am a piece of clay. No fear of me should alarm you, nor should my hand be heavy on you. But you have said in my hearing, I heard the very words. I am pure. I have done no wrong. I am clean and free from sin. Yet God has found fault with me. He considers me his enemy. He fastens my feet in shackles. He keeps close watch on all my paths. But I tell you, in this you are not right, for God is greater than any mortal. Why do you complain to him that he responds to no one's words? For God does speak, now one way, now another, though no one perceives it. In a dream, in a vision of the night, when deep sleep falls on people as they slumber in their beds, he may speak in their ears and terrify them with warnings to turn them from wrongdoing and keep them from pride to preserve them from the pit, their lives from perishing by the sword. Or someone may be chastened on a bed of pain with constant distress in their bones so that their body finds food repulsive and their soul loathes the choicest meal. Their flesh wastes away to nothing and their bones once hidden now stick out. They draw near to the pit and their life to the messengers of death. Yet if there is an angel at their side, a messenger, one out of a thousand, sent to tell them how to be upright, and he is gracious to that person and says to God, Spare them from going down to the pit. I have found a ransom for them. Let their flesh be renewed like a child's. Let them be restored as in the days of their youth. Then that person can pray to God and find favor with him. They will see God's face and shout for joy. He will restore them to full well-being, and they will go to others and say, I have sinned, I have perverted what is right, but I did not get what I deserved. God has delivered me from going down to the pit, and I shall live to enjoy the light of life. God does all these things to a person twice, even three times, to turn them back from the pit, that the light of life may shine on them. Pay attention, Job, and listen to me. Be silent, and I will speak. If you have anything to say, answer me. Speak up, for I want to vindicate you. But if not, then listen to me. Be silent, and I will teach you wisdom. Job 34 Then Elihu said, Hear my words, you wise men. Listen to me, you men of learning. For the ear tests words, as the tongue tastes food. Let us discern for ourselves what is right. Let us learn together what is good. Job says, I am innocent, but God denies me justice. Although I am right, I am considered a liar. Although I am guiltless, his arrow inflicts an incurable wound. Is there anyone like Job, who drinks scorn like water? He keeps company with evildoers. He associates with the wicked. For he says, there is no profit in trying to please God. So listen to me, you men of understanding. Far be it from God to do evil, from the Almighty to do wrong. He repays everyone for what they have done. He brings on them what their conduct deserves. It is unthinkable that God would do wrong, that the Almighty would pervert justice. Who appointed him over the earth? Who put him in charge of the whole world? If it were his intention and he withdrew his spirit and breath, all humanity would perish together and mankind would return to the dust. If you have understanding, hear this. Listen to what I say. Can someone who hates justice govern? Will you condemn the just and mighty one? 
Is he not the one who says to kings you are worthless and to nobles you are wicked? Who shows no partiality to princes and does not favor the rich over the poor? For they are all the work of his hands. They die in an instant in the middle of the night. The people are shaken and they pass away. The mighty are removed without human hand. His eyes are on the ways of mortals. He sees their every step. There is no deep shadow, no utter darkness where evildoers can hide. God has no need to examine people further, that they should come before him for judgment. Without inquiry, he shatters the mighty and sets up others in their place. Because he takes note of their deeds, he overthrows them in the night and they are crushed. He punishes them for their wickedness where everyone can see them. Because they turned from following him and had no regard for any of his ways, they caused the cry of the poor to come before him, so that he heard the cry of the needy. But if he remains silent, who can condemn him? If he hides his face, who can see him? Yet he is over individual and nation alike to keep the godless from ruling, from laying snares for the people. Suppose someone says to God, I am guilty, but will offend no more. Teach me what I cannot see. If I have done wrong, I will not do so again. Should God then reward you on your terms when you refuse to repent? You must decide, not I, so tell me what you know. Men of understanding declare, wise men who hear me say to me, Job speaks without knowledge, his words lack insight. Oh, that Job might be tested to the utmost for answering like a wicked man. To his sin he adds rebellion. Scornfully he claps his hands among us and multiplies his words against God. Here is our Daily Walk devotional thought for today. Can you think of three occupations from the world of government, business, medicine, or sports that demand absolute impartiality if the job is to be done correctly? Did you think of things such as a Supreme Court judge, a personnel manager, a surgeon, or an umpire? These are all examples of jobs requiring impartiality in the work world. But what about the Christian life? How impartial does God want you to be? Have you ever given preferential treatment to a prominent guest at church? Have you ever avoided someone who obviously came from a different ethnic, financial, or spiritual background than you? If so, you are exercising partiality, and according to James chapter 2, verse 9, God looks on such treatment of persons as sin. Elihu realized that God is absolutely impartial and expects the same of us. Check up on your personal contacts in your neighborhood, office, or church. What needs to change about your treatment of others so that James chapter 2, verse 1 is true of you? Thank you for joining us today for the Daily Walk podcast from Walk Through the Bible. Be with us tomorrow as we continue our life-changing journey through the Bible in a year. Love this episode of the Daily Walk podcast? We'd love for you to rate and give us a review on iTunes or Google Play. Make sure you subscribe so you won't miss an episode as we walk through God's Word together. For more resources to help you live God's Word, visit walkthrough.org. That's W-A-L-K-T-H-R-U dot O-R-G. Walk through the Bible. Take a walk. Change the world.